Father Bryce, time for a second cup. Yes. You know, we're getting close to the nativity time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't go to stores a lot. Are you seeing a lot of stuff up in stores, Christmas stuff? I I was just at Costco earlier and they already have like the the Christmas candy out. Oh, wow. I, I've seen Christmas displays come and go already. So I don't even. In stores? I, yeah. Uh, like what stores? Like at, mostly at Costco, I, oh, I yeah. there was like a huge Christmas display a few weeks ago, and now it's already gone. And so I don't even, yeah, I don't really know what that means. Well, I saw in the news in Carmel the Christ Kindlemarkt is coming. Of course, yes. that starts like November eighteenth, which is a lot of fun. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and, and and you know, and you always get that people are like, not until after Halloween. Yeah, yeah really, I mean, we're way really, past that. We get now. really grumpy. Um, and I and I used to feel that way too. Um, I don't really care anymore. Um, and I used to be like, not until Thanksgiving, because I felt like Thanksgiving got overshadowed and diminished. Mm-hmm. But ever since it became Orthodox, I'm like, well, the Nativity fast like starts before Thanksgiving it on sure November does. 15, and we're yeah. already starting to think in some way about the Nativity because we call it the Nativity fast. It's a 40 day fast. That we have in the life of the church in preparation of the celebration of Christmas, yeah, of uh, the birth of of our Savior, and so uh, and there's lots of different interesting little liturgical elements to that period of the Nativity fast. Mm-hmm. At some point, I can't remember exactly when. Is it around the arc? No, I don't. Mm, then we start chanting the Cut of Asias of Christmas. I feel like it's around Saint Andrew's Day, maybe uh, November thirtieth, because we have the Cut of Asias of the entrance of the Theotokos which we yeah. celebrate November 21. And then the Apollosis of the entrance is November 25. And right. then we start chanting the Quindacion of Christmas at some point. Right. That that comes in first. Which is beautiful. It's an amazing. It, it is. Well, usually the Quindacion and the Cadavasias are, are linked. Uh, they're usually coming in liturgically at about the same time. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's just some, there's a theme. And I remember in the Feast of St. Andrew, either in the, the Vespers or the, or the Orthros, it starts to hint uh, towards the birth of the Savior. So again, at the very end of November, November 30. And then, of course, once we're into December, it's it's really kind of prominent there. Many of our churches have all kinds of programs in anticipation of Christmas. You know, some, some churches have the children's Christmas pageant, which is always cute and fun. Uh, and then just, you know, different things. If your church, if you're in a Greek Orthodox church as a Greek school, you might have the Dakalanda, the Greek Christmas carols. Uh, that are sung and just lots of activities. Of course, there's uh, people's lives get very busy, very hectic. This is also finals time. Yeah, uh, at some point in there for high school students, college students, there's all kinds of work Christmas parties, which mm-hmm. can be challenging for the Orthodox Christian <laughs> because, as we said, it is a nativity fast. We are yeah. fasting in anticipation, and the fast only gets stricter or right. more strict. I don't know which one's proper uh, as you get closer to the feast day, the last 12 days of the fast are actually kind of a strict fast from St. Mm-hmm. Spiridon's day on. Mm-hmm. Anyways, there's a lot going on. And so I think what yeah. might be helpful to talk about is, you know, I don't want to say surviving the nativity season <laughs> <laughs> because that just is so negative. That's, yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of pressure on families, which is unfortunate yeah. because fasting times for us in the church are to be times when we slow down. Yeah. Uh, times yeah, when we, you know, part of the point of fasting is you're not spending as much time meal prepping. 
Right. Of course, for us in modern America, it probably takes a little bit more time to meal prep because we're actually cooking vegetables and beans and stuff <laughs> as opposed to just, you know, kind of doing what's quick and easy. Um, yeah. So, but it's, it's better for us. It's a time for prayer, for more prayer. Mm -hmm. Some churches have the very beautiful and blessed practice of saying the 40 liturgies. Mm. Um, it's more of a thing in Greece probably, but some churches do it here where they'll offer a liturgy every day for the 40 days. Wow. Uh, in anticipation of the nativity. Uh, and then people will submit names mm -hmm. for the proskomidi for the 40 days. Mm -hmm. But what are some things we can be doing in the home? It's kind of the theme of our second cup. Yeah, exactly. First of all, remember that the Nativity Fest begins November 15th. Yeah. And like you said, that's it's it's not the Lenten fast right. from the beginning. It's it's a reduced fast and mm -hmm. and as with all of with any kind of fasting, it's good to talk to your priest about mm -hmm. How to what fast. should the fast look like for me, for my family. You know, I often hear people say, well, you know, fasting it's kind of up to each individual person which is kind of true right there's a rec there's there's a good thing un underlying that sentiment in that the church meets people where they are and the, and there's flexibility within the tradition and and that's right. correct but but we don't want to just make these decisions for ourselves because yeah yeah it's good it's we have to protect ourselves cuz you know how we are we can oh, yes. you know we're very good at deceiving ourselves and right and playing all kinds of games and and it's hard to gauge because like you know our previous podcast you can fall into yeah. scrupulosity by being too strict and too fastidious and mm -hmm. or you can kind of go into just like a laziness and a self-justification mm -hmm. all the time uh, a yeah. constant making of excuses which isn't good spiritually either and and you don't want to be doing that i think some of the best advice i've heard and of course you know we talk about going to your spiritual father to get a blessing and to follow his his guidance uh but also just you know it's important to be consistent yeah right you know uh, that's that's an important aspect of the fasting and it's and, and it's important that it's not something that's our will yes that's that's part of the problem with that like well this is how i'm choosing to fast it's it's you know we need to it, fasting produces humility by being obedient yeah Yep. The spiritual discipline of fasting in the home. Mm -hmm. And and like you said, a, a time of increased prayer, as mm -hmm. as all fasting periods should be as well. It's not mm -hmm. fasting isn't just diet changes. It's also I spend a little bit more time uh, and effort in, in prayer. I spend a little bit more time and effort in, in looking to, to serve mm -hmm. those in my home in this time of, of increased stress and busyness. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, it can become very easy to become more snippy and more irritated with those in our home. So so it's especially a good time to maybe actually focus on serving those in our home. Yeah. Uh, which helps us to to be less snippy and irritated with them. And also then, of course, serving those outside of the home. Mm -hmm. And then we also have several pretty big feast days right. throughout the, the period of the Nativity Fast. That we should also take time to meditate on, to think lots about, of, to, and to go to church if too. we can. You're yeah, right. That, yeah, I, I mean, kind of including some of the the saints' feast days as well. But you know, almost right off the bat, within the first week of the Nativity Fast, we celebrate the entrance of the Theotokos mm -hmm. or the presentation of the Theotokos in the temple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, November twenty one. That's mm -hmm. a big feast day of the church, one of the big twelve. Right. And as you mentioned 
in our previous episode on stewardship and giving, Christmas really is the celebration of of God being a giver, mm-hmm. you know, giving his son to become incarnate in the world. Mm-hmm. And we we start this kind of cycle of, of feasts within the Nativity Fast with Joachim and Anna, who have mm-hmm. been given the gift of, of parenting this young girl, Mary, the Theotokos, of them giving her yeah. back to God. To the temple, right? When she was three years old, she's dedicated to the temple because they're very old when they have her. Yeah. Uh, so her birth is miraculous in the sense that Joachim and Anna were beyond the years of childbirth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much like uh, Zacharias and Elizabeth or Abraham and Sarah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and through, you know, and there's a feast day in the Orthodox Church. We celebrate December 9 as just the prayer of St. Anna, you know, when she prayed and asked and, and God sent an angel to announce to her that she and Joachim would have a child together. Mm-hmm. And of course, she is the Theotokos, the Virgin Mary, the yeah. mother of God. And yeah. so we celebrate that feast day on December 9. And yep. there's other big saints days, like we alluded to, St. Andrew, the first called. Right. Uh, uh, a major 30. feast for those of us in under the ecumenical patriarch, because right. it's the, the feast day of, of our patriarchate. Right. And then, you know, we have saints like uh, St. Barbara, mm-hmm. St. Savas, uh, mm-hmm. St. Nicholas, the St. Nicholas. The big ones. Yeah. The St. Nicholas. December 6th. Which... December 6th. Right. And in many Orthodox countries, the the traditional day of gift giving. Yeah. Or some in Greece, they do more uh, St. Basil, uh, January 1. Um, And then, of course, you have St. Spiridon on December 12th. We already talked about the prayer of St. Anna on December 9th. Uh, St. Eleftherios Mm -hmm. on the 15th. And the three holy youths and Daniel is in there. Um, Now, Dionysius of Zakynthos, I think, is on the 17th, if I'm not mistaken. That uh, might be, yeah. So there's lots of opportunity to celebrate the saints. And so even if you can't make it to church or if your church isn't having a liturgy that day, simply reading together with your family the life of the saint, reciting the Traparia together, the, the the hymn for the life of the saint. I, I used to have this really neat, fun little calendar uh, when my when my guys were younger. Mm. And it had like the 40 days and had these little like little pockets and you pulled out the little icons. Oh, cool. Every day and it had like a little Velcro and it attached to the outside of the pocket. As you got closer, you kind of journeyed down this this fun little nativity fast calendar mm, with like the a, saints. Like an advent calendar kind of thing. Yeah, but like Orthodox style. Uh, right, right. You know, so uh, that was always kind of fun and an enjoyable way to commemorate each and every day, uh, which of course we always have the opportunity to do. So, you know, we've talked about you know, fasting and and another way of praying is Again, reciting the tropari of the saints as yeah. we enter into that period of of when we start saying the Kondakian of Christmas, praying that every day as a family, learning how to chant it, sure, uh, teaching your children how to sing it. Uh, the yeah. sheet music's available. It's a beautiful hymn, mm-hmm. very beautiful hymn. You can find lots of examples on YouTube how to chant it, how to sing it, uh, and learn how to sing it. There's two. There's two. I don't want to say versions, but there's the one that's kind of leading up to the nativity. Mm-hmm. And then there's the one for the day of the nativity yeah. Um, and, and kind of the days that follow it, uh, yeah. which has the same melody sung the same way. It's just some of the words change just a little bit. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's such a beautiful hymn today. The Virgin is coming to the, to the cave to give birth. Mm-hmm. Uh, some translations say the grotto. Um, yeah. I don't know. So are there any other ways we could, we could work together as families to kind of prepare ourselves during the nativity season? Yeah, I mean, just keep the focus where it belongs. And that doesn't mean that we don't 
you mentioned work, mm-hmm. uh, Christmas parties, you know, we don't need to become kind of hermits or right. jerks and be like, right. I'm fasting and stick our noses up in the air and right, oh, whatever, right, right, right. Or, or seclude ourselves from these events. No, we should, we should, we should celebrate with the, the people in our lives um, mm-hmm. and be grateful that there is a place to celebrate this day even mm-hmm. within our broadly secularized culture. Like th- yeah. this is such an important day and it made such a huge change in history that even kind of people who are completely or or mostly disconnected from the reality that we're celebrating still use this day as a, as a major day of celebration. So be grateful for that rather than kind of getting over in the cranky, oh, yeah. cranky and ornery camp that's like, ah, oh, we've lost, the, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but we can keep the focus. Don't attack people for how they greet you at stores. Um, it's that's just not very effective, right? Uh, so, and and just a few other things like we talked about. You know, the last twelve days leading up to the nativity are actually strict fast mm-hmm. uh, in preparation of receiving the Lord on the feast day of nativity, and then we celebrate for twelve days. So the twelve days yes. of Christmas start Christmas Day. That's day yep. one. Yep. Uh, and there's twelve days of no fasting. Uh, not for- allowed. You got to eat all those leftovers until January five, when we have a strict fast day. Usually, uh, depending on where Theophany falls, mm-hmm. um, in in anticipation of the feast day of Theophany. Yeah, and so even the Wednesdays and Fridays between December twenty five and January four are not fast days. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all feast days, and I don't know if they still do this, but in Greece, Saint Basil was understood to be the saint that brought presents. Celebrated mm-hmm. on January 1 because uh, it's during those 12 days of celebration. And he also, of course, is a very charitable saint. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have the special blessing of the bread, the Vasilopita. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so many churches have Vasilopita celebrations sometime after January 1, as people are kind of coming back from the holidays uh, and yeah. coming back to their churches. And it's a great opportunity for to us to support St. Basil Academy, the orphanage and, and academy yeah. up in the Archdiocese in New York. Garrison, New York, and the great work uh, that they're doing up there as well uh, during yeah. that time. So lots of opportunities to be charitable, lots of opportunities to be filled with cheer. I think it's important to remember Christians are called to be people of joy yes, and cheer. I, I mean, I know, you know, that sometimes we can all struggle a little bit with the sin of despair and, and um, have a lack of joy. Uh, but it's important to, uh, even when we're fasting, you know, uh, the priest that brought me into the church, who's, you know, he's passed away for some time now a little bit, but he used to, he, he put it to me this way. He goes, well, remember about the fast. What did Jesus say? Mm. So look your hair back, you know, <laughs> good. <laughs> look your hair back. <laughs> yeah. There you go. His, yeah. That's kind of his version of the, it. Loose, so, the loose translation. Yeah. Very loose. So, but the, the point is, is like, it's not to look morose or miserable or even right. to be miserable. Um, yes, we're repenting. It's a time of repentance. Uh, it's a time to prepare and go to confession, to yeah. do an examination of the of the soul and and go to confession. These fasting periods are always uh, prime times uh, to do that kind of work in anticipation of celebration of of the coming of the Lord. Right? Are, are, am I ready? Am I ready to receive the Lord? Even like the cave was in the in the Kentucky that you mentioned earlier. Yeah, the earth offers the cave. The Magi, their gifts, the shepherds, their awe, the angels, their praise, and humanity offers a pure virgin. Mm-hmm. That's from one of the hymns. Yeah, uh, from the Feast of Nativity, which is a really beautiful, beautiful. It hymn. is. It, yeah, there's a lot of really beautiful hymnography surrounding so we this w- feast. 
Yeah, we wish everyone a really blessed nativity fast. Send us different ways that your family is going to um, prepare for the birth of Christ during this time and, and other helpful traditions you may have in your home. Of course, we didn't talk about decorating trees or or doing any of that stuff. So there's always opportunities for that kind of stuff. So Absolutely. The Christian practice of decorating Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. Look it up. St. Boniface, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. St. Boniface, who totally hacked down a pagan oak tree that people worshipped and was full of demons and yes. just chopped it down and built a church out of it. Yeah. Uh, don't and, don't let people tell you that that decorating Christmas trees is a pagan practice. And then That's what ours. happened and then what happened <laughs> was uh lightning struck the stump of that big oak tree and uh the people got kind of maybe tempted to go back to some sort of pagan leanings because of that and then out of the middle of it grew an evergreen tree just however that happened. Uh, see some squirrel probably stuck a seed down in there or something. (laughs) And, uh, so this, uh, this evergreen tree starts to grow in the middle of this, um, oak tree that was kind of worshiped as, as kind of a pagan symbol. And, uh, St. Boniface told the people, he's like, look, you've repented from your idolatry. You've come to worship Christ. And just as the evergreen doesn't lose its leaves. So Christ is, and his resurrection is ever bestowing his grace and his, his love and his mercy upon us. And they all took out candles from the church and they put candles on the branches of the tree, uh, which is go. where we get the little, uh, it's where we get the lights from. And, in the, and I think in the old days in Europe, they used to put candles on the trees. Yes. But that can yeah. be really dangerous to do in your house. So please don't do that. Right. Um, right. Just, yeah. just go ahead and use the electric lights. It's, That's, it's, yeah. it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's so, yes, we, we certainly are, are not recommending putting fire in a tree. In, in a home. dried out evergreen tree. Yes. <laughs> and also, if you get a live tree, make sure you check it for critters. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> extra Christmas surprise. Yes. Uh, I, we always had fake trees because of allergies. Uh, uh, yes. Well, I grew up with a fake tree. So that's that was I don't know necessarily why, but that's that's what I was always. Yeah, used there to. was some pretty severe um, evergreen allergies in my household. Uh, so I couldn't do the real tree. Had to do yeah. the. Yeah. I did the fig tree, but you know what? Just as good, in my Abs- opinion. Abs- well, good. yeah, all all of the real tree people are like yelling at their at their stereo right now, like that is not as good. Yeah. So, but but you know what? There's also speaking of, there's fun little. Uh, you can get lots of little ornaments that are like little icons and things. Yes. Uh, to hang on your tree, which is really neat. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially, you know, they tend to have a lot of icons of the Lord, of the Virgin Mary, of of the angels. Mm-hmm. uh of you know saint basil or different saints um, yeah that are celebrated especially during that time yeah so it's pretty it's pretty neat to have all that kind of stuff on your tree so yeah absolutely just coming back to that idea of we can keep the focus where it needs to be yes and we take everything all taking every thought captive for christ as as paul says during that mm-hmm. time so yeah all right. Well, send us, like I said, send us, uh, send us what you do. If we didn't mention something here, if you have something you, you would like to share, send it into us. So, We'd love to hear it. You can email those ideas to us at churchcoffeepod at gmail.com, or you could leave us a voicemail at 317-660-5498. Thank you for listening to this second cup of Church Coffee Pod. If you enjoyed what you heard, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Make sure to tell your friends, church coffee isn't so bad after all. Peace. Take care.